Hello and welcome to Fofop Friday. Good Fofop Friday, I guess. Uh, there you go. Uh, hello, it's Good Friday. Uh, if that is your sort of thing. For me, it's just a work day because I'm here at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. In fact, it's opening night. Uh, so if you are hearing this and it's on the Friday and you're looking for a night to come, come tonight because, you know, the press are in. And if you come and it's full and you laugh really loud, they'll probably just ignore that and give me a terrible review. No, I really love this show. In fact, uh, look, I mean, I say this all the time, but, you know, I am I'm, guess I'm what if I did not think it, then I shouldn't be doing the show in the first place. But I love this show. This is my favourite show that I've ever done. Um, and I think the reason is mostly because I've just got to talk about Australia and our own country a bit, which is something I have uh, erred and kind of uh, steered away from in the last kind of five or six years as I've tried to make my material more international. But last year I did a political show and some of you heard me talk about that and it just kind of really inspired me that there were some things back home that I was incredibly interested in. And some of the bits in the show even have grown out of that show. Uh, I touched a little on what happened to Adam Goods back then, but I didn't have the words or the jokes to really fully express the point I was trying to make, but now I do, and I'm very uh, proud of that routine in particular. It's probably the heart of the show to me. It's where the show started, and and what the rest of the show is kind of about was that we had an instance in Australia where the bullies won, and uh, I didn't love it, and so I wanted to write a piece of material about that, and then that grew into an entire show. I started in Adelaide with about a 50-50 show. It was about 50 sort of... uh, you know, stuff that 50% of stuff that I thought would travel internationally, about 50% Australian, and I thought that was a good mix. And by the end of Adelaide, well, I'm in at 60, 70 minutes of Australian stuff, and then there's a quick little international story at the end. Uh, but it is mostly an Australian show, and I've been loving doing that. Um, it's just been great to be able to muck around in an area that I feel very passionate about, but also that, you know, obviously that is my culture and is my life and the world that I live in and the country that has been most important to me and speaking to the audience who are from that country. It's just been a great experience for me and to use the skills I have now that I didn't have sort of five or six years ago when I stopped talking about these things. I mean, it's just been a real pleasure to do the show. So please come out and see the show. It's on for a month in Melbourne. Uh, it is on Wednesday through Sundays. A fewer shows this year, so uh, we are going to run our tickets. Basically, there are less tickets on sale this year than we sold last year. So please don't wait until the end and then complain to me and say, hey, there's no tickets left. And I'll say, well, why didn't you come on the first Thursday when there was? So anyway, that would be great. Uh, Sydney Opera House, that's coming up really soon. That's within the next two weeks. Uh, April the 7th, Thursday night. First show is getting close to sold out. But second show, uh, still plenty of tickets available and we'd love to fill them both up justin hamilton doing support and uh yeah like i said one night only in sydney so if you want to catch the show in sydney this year you've got to see it on april the 7th at the sydney opera house um what about that uh what else what else what else oh 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 gotta tell you about this uh it went on sale today uh the live tofop at the melbourne international comedy festival is on sale and already half sold out uh it's amazing the support we've had for that show we moved to a much bigger venue and uh i'm glad we did because even on this first day we sold double amount of uh, tickets that would have filled the old room so uh thank you so much for the support and i would say if you want to come along to that get in really quick because that will sell out definitely before we do it i would say at this rate Either that or there's 500 people who want to see it and then no one else does and <laughs> it'll just sit half empty for the next two weeks. But I'm hoping that won't be the case. We have got a superstar lineup at that thing, by the way. Daniel Sloss is going to come and do something. Lindsay Webb, Justin Hamilton, uh, Felicity Ward, possibly Celia Pacola, if she's around, said she will do it. We've got a Jen Kirkman hologram. It's all hosted by John Deeks. And we have a very special guest star of our sleeve that we are not going to mention until the night. But I'm just telling you, if you like this podcast, uh, then you're going to like the guest. That's all I'll say. Okay, all right. Um, uh, what else? Perth, that's the first week of May. So buy tickets to that. Oh, and my LA shows where Gareth Reynolds, who is today's guest on Fofop, will be uh, uh, doing my support. I think that is on Thursday the 21st or something like that of April. So I'll let you know when that is on uh, up and about and you can uh, grab some tickets to that as well. All right, that's the plugs. I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, there will be a new Tofop on Sunday. Check out the regular Tofops that are now coming out. Uh, there's been regular philosophies is a great new one with tom ballard which i really love doing the one before is probably the one that's had the most reaction of anyone i've ever done with osher ginsburg uh, so if you haven't checked that out yet he's amazingly honest about his struggles with alcohol and anxiety and a whole bunch of things and it was just a really fun chat uh and of course charlie and i now have an afl football podcast if that's your sort of thing it's called two guys one cup uh one episode up but we'll try to do a new one next week after the first round of footy so heaps of podcasts uh, <laughs> and you will hear a discussion about me and all my podcasts on this very episode so uh, I hope you enjoy it and uh, talk to you again really soon cheers guys 
The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Toe Fop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. Fop. I'm Will Anderson. And uh, returning guest Charlie Clawson, Gareth Reynolds is here. We actually are just recording this episode after we recorded the previous one you heard, but that was probably weeks ago. So, uh, <laughs> I love so the timeline. <laughs> this is like a brown. Well, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do now, uh, Gareth, is that I'm trying to put out uh, Fofop Fop on a Friday. Right. Willosophy on a Wednesday. Faux Friday. Faux Friday. Right. A Willosophy Wednesday. I'm right. And then uh, Tofop Sunday. Interesting. Interesting twist. Sunday. (laughs) Silent tea. Silent tea and Sunday. Sure, like Tofop putting the. Yeah, exactly. Like Tsonga. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or like Tse. The uh, who who doesn't you know, know what you're talking about when you say that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to explain it. Like settee. Yeah, exactly. The foreign ones that have the T up front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Settees. Uh, anyway, so on Sunday because that's when it used to come out. Right. So uh, it doesn't mean that those podcasts come out every week on those day on those days, but it means that it, when they come out, they're going to come out on those days because right. I needed to get some structure. Yes. Into my life, but faux fop is the one that's easy. So this one, faux fop Friday, is the one Friday. that's it's always full faux fop Friday. Full fop Friday. Faux fop. It's hard to say faux Friday. Faux Friday. But uh, <laughs> thank TGIF, I say. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, thank, thank God, God it's faux fop Friday. TGIFF. He's my TGIFF. <laughs> to give. Uh, so uh, I did not realize what we did not realize. I've taken off in between the last podcast uh, that we did and this podcast that we've just started. Yeah. I've, I've taken off my hoodie. Yes. And it has revealed something that you spotted, which I did not spot at the time. But you are wearing a uh, beer hat. Yes. Not, a, not a not one that has beers on the side of it. I should point out. <laughs> no, I, say no, a beer I hat. have that one too. I thought that'd be weird to wear. I Is feel that cool? like I've conjured an image. <laughs> Let's podcast, baby! Yeah! Take a hit of this. Smoke this shit! We'll get to it when we get to it. Gareth, Do you have a skateboard? Gareth's wearing I, I'm podcasting with stupid t-shirts. Yeah! And, and a foam finger to boot. Number one. I don't know what I'm rooting for, but yeah! That's our new merchandise. Faux foam fingers. <laughs> foam fingers. For foam for fingers. <laughs> it's for foam finger Friday. T-G-I-F-F-F. It's T-G-I-F-F-Cube. Foam Finger sounds like a very like cheap version of the James Bond franchise. Who am I up against this week, M? Foam Finger? Yes. No, Mr. Spond, I expect you to recognize I'm number one. That's it. Now you can go. I'm winning, baby. Or it sounds like a 99 cent store tampon ripoff. <laughs> Get a foam finger. It might work. No, don't use it while camping. Not for camping use. This has bear attack written all over it. Foam fingers. They might work. Not for camping. <laughs> not for camping. Yeah. Do not camp with these. In fine print. Said really quick at the end. <laughs> foam, fingers, foam fingers are not meant to use for camping. Foam fingers. They might work. Do not use while camping. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> Did you watch any of the uh, commercials? Uh, well, speaking of beer, we, we we mentioned the Super Bowl last time we were together because when we recorded this, it was close to the Super Bowl. Yes, seems like weird. That, you know, five weeks later, we're still talking about the Super and that's Bowl. That's life in space, but, gang. Uh, so uh, Gareth is wearing a uh, PBR Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, beer hat. Yeah, and I am wearing a uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, T-shirt. Yes, it, it was revealed. Together we are. The Paps Bros. The PBR Boys. <laughs> the Blue Boys, yeah. <laughs> PBR Boys. <laughs> we're the faux perbers. <laughs> yeah, it really does look like we're in like a... Like we are sponsored. 
I just, you know, that's why when I get uh, sick and tired, I just like to come home, crack open a sweet PBR. Let the day just pass me by. I mean, it really does feel like a scene from a James Bond movie. Yeah. With all the random product. It's like, hey, does James Bond like PBR now? Two venti macchiatos. Listen, let's talk about the plan. <laughs> Thanks for my foot long. Anyway, back to no the problem. problem. They were able to make that because the generator, which is Duracell, the number one battery in the nation, made it during this emergency. <laughs> that would be a great moment in a James Bond scene where he goes down to like uh, Q and Q's giving, and make sure you've got your Duracell batteries for Only this Only use Duracell, James. It's too valuable to use Energizer or an EverReady. <laughs> if it's not a Duracell, it simply won't work. You know what I always say, Q, uh, time is of the essence. You let me just get this out. If it's not a Duracell, you'll be in Dura hell. <laughs> right? All right. Well, anyway... <laughs> Uh, there's that. What else? Pretty much just a bunch of D batteries, if you really... I've really been obsessed with Duracell lately, honestly. Been putting them in everything. Every smoke detector's up to code, I can assure you that. There's no worry of that, James. James? Hello? James? Oh, bloody hell. I like the idea that on the 1st of, like, July every year, Q replaces... Yeah. ...the batteries in every secret gadget. Now's not a good time. Right, just- I'm doing my replacements. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. Uh, you saw Spectre, though, didn't you? You saw. That. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Because what, uh, I think I heard you on Comedy Film Nerds talking about uh, Spectre and saying that it was. Uh, you thought it was okay. It was. But, no, I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought. It. I thought that uh, Skyfall was great. I yeah. really, really liked Skyfall, and um, and I thought Spectre was good. You know, uh, but. Yeah, the the action scenes are so entertaining. I think those are like worth it for me. That's why I'll see any of those Bond films with him because I think those action scenes are so good. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. At the end of it, like the truth is, it's it's funny because like this character or like films in general have sort of evolved now to the point where you think about like the Dark Knight series. Like that was kind of the first time where a movie where the superhero character had like depth and flaws and all this stuff and it worked and people went and saw it. So then, you know, now I think there's this new kind of version of James Bond. Like I I was watching the Pierce Brosnan ones. There was some marathon like two months ago uh, and I was just, I just jumped in and I was watching them and I was like, these are terrible. They are so like, they're just... They're just, it's not good. It's just, it feels very contrived. It's just not, now there's an element of like realism to the Bond character and the Bond world. Like the way that it works, it's still crazy and the shit that goes on is crazy. But there's a little more, there's a little less magic to the whole thing. The Pierce Brosnan ones are absurd. Like his disguises are insane. The stuff that he does is it, believe it or not, even for James Bond, is too unbelievable, <laughs> and and they're just not, it's not nearly as entertaining as the ones now. So I think the ones now have this like, yeah, there's just kind of more depth to the character. The character is different, and uh, but I do think also that uh, you could lose some of the things that are always part like. He still has to like fuck three girls a movie, all, right. you know, and it's it's like it's kind of like this to do list. It's kind of like this barometer of as you're going through, like, oh, he's fucked the third. All right, we're getting to the climax. Something big's gonna happen now, right. you know. But it's just I, that to me is like a little like, hey, maybe we're holding on to this relic that we don't really need as yeah. much anymore. Like you don't really, uh, and there's something about that that it feels just like a bit more gross than it used to. Yeah. Like in the old days you were like, oh, it was the best James Bond movie. You had sex with three women. Two of them died. Yeah. Yeah. And they, Great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. She got harpooned through the heart. Right. Doesn't matter though. James is fine. James uh, will be fine. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it was the day of her husband's funeral. Yeah. And he really kind of wordlessly pushed her against the wall. Yeah. Had his way with her like after a couple drinks. Forced his way. She did say no. I mean, she's on record as saying no, literally. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, but, great movie. Great movie. Great set. Great three awkward shower scenes. It, it was early on, so she died. She's dead, obviously. Yeah, she dead. was the I first mean, one. Died. Yeah, they seemed to really hit it off, too. Right. I was shocked. They yeah. met in the hot tub. I mean, he has he does have immediate connections with people. That's the thing about James. Boom. You know what he is? He falls hard. He falls hard, yeah. fast, and then he's gone. Right. <laughs> like. He really does. Yeah. It's pretty much all or nothing. <laughs> You're gonna. You're, he's he's the king of eight hour relationships. Right. 
<laughs> it must be hard. It must be a real turn for him because, like, just based on his record, like the fact that, like, James Bond is essentially one of those people. Like, you know, the gun argument is always like, yeah, I have the right to my gun. But if yeah. but if your gun, if your hobby started like, you know, killing people, yeah, like whatever I'm into, like, you know, if watching Lost, if they worked out <laughs> that watching Lost suddenly was like killing heaps of people, right? I'd be like, well, you know what? Like, I always liked watching what Lost, but. That was when it wasn't killing people. Live. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like James Bond is like the ring, but right. as a man. Like if your daughter comes home and is like, I met the greatest guy. Right. Do you know James Bond? They'd be like, you don't see him again. Right. We're burying you underground. When you see James Bond's ring. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who sees James Bond's ring. Did you see his ring? Did you see his ring? You have six days. Right. <laughs> Maximum. Anything outside of that will be a goddamn miracle. What? You idiot. James Bond has slept with over three billion women. He's the king of the eight-hour courting. Let me guess, you fucked in the shower, right? Right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're dead. You're dead for sure. Yeah. I'll bring in a you doctor a if you need. Yeah, that's yeah. You'll die. Yeah. <laughs> Get but, out of here, doctor. Goodbye. After he has sex with people, they're like they think he's left a note, but it's really just like you know, legally binding documents yeah. dividing your what? assets. Who are you? I'm a notary. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. I think that everything, if there's anything you want to do, just make it in pen right now. I'll have it written You wake up. up, there's somebody measuring you. Yeah. You're like, hey, what are you? Sorry, I'm the coffin oh, guy. Yeah, I'm just, they said come in this I morning. I think a medium. Give you a little room yeah. to play around in. Yeah, what do you think? Sorry about that. Sorry that you fucked yeah, James sorry. Bond. No, oh, well. Anyway, you knew the deal, right? Literally the <laughs> third biggest killer. Yeah. <laughs> it goes It goes heart disease, heart disease, mobile device, death, fucking James Bond. Bond. Those are the top three. More people die per year fucking James Bond than are killed by terrorists. Than cancer, AIDS, and terrorism yeah, combined. combined. If those three fucked and had a baby, James Bond's sex would still kill more people. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, say 80% of the women you had sex with died Whoa. within a week of you having sex with them. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, could be a blessing and a curse at times. Because essentially, this is you. Well, this is early on. You're like, oh well, yeah. you know. It, it kind of sounds like Cosby numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. It, like if it suddenly came out, yeah. like there's your take on James. Oh my God. James Bond we haven't seen before. We're like, well, you know what the big story is? I know he's like saved a lot of, like he's done a lot of cool things. But you know that like 80 percent of the women that he fucked died within a week. Right? James Bond D is for death. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then you can have someone like singing the opening theme. Cause D is for death. I, I just think it's like that's a pattern. Yeah. And the, but there'd be oh, after a while you'd put your cock away, right? Uh, yeah. Like uh, you'd be like, well, I just can't. Yeah. Like even if you're like, well, you know, I mean, I'd probably, you know, you'd probably. Well, at that point, there'd probably be someone online who you could go to and be like, "Will my dick kill her, doctor? What do you think?" And you'd right. be like, "I could say certainly that seventy-five percent she will survive." You'd be like, what do you, do you like like that? How bad do you want to know? I mean, like I said, I've lost three fiancés to this. So Today. (laughs) Today. I should be very clear. (laughs) I'm looking to settle down if that's not coming across. Yeah, I fall hard. I fall hard. I fall hard. I have bondisms. Yeah, I may come on a little too strong. (laughs) I've got to be honest with you, if I was on like the Bonchilla, people would be like, He's too. He's too full on. Yeah. I have crazy eyes. I know. I get it. I get it. I get, I get it. it. I get I'm it. Just, I look, that's the way God made me. I'm anyway. all or nothing. I listen, I'm real all or nothing. And I've had a bad run. <laughs> I mean, fuck me once, shame on uh, me. But fuck me twice, shame on you. Because you're that's, dead. That's the new Bond film. <laughs> fuck me twice, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me twice, shame on you. I mean, it, it's a. <laughs> like uh, that's a, something you've got to tell your partner about. Like, I mean, if you've got an STD, an STI, or whatever, yeah. like then it's obviously you've got to tell your partner about it. If you're having like a, you know, one of these sort of one, because he doesn't know these people's sexual histories. No. like you know, doesn't know what they've been doing or like you know. I bet he's got some pretty cool gadgetry in the condom though, if he uh, uses one. You know what? That's probably what it is. Q's like, yeah, yeah. Put this in her bottom a little bit, James. Right. She will go crazy. <laughs> Just... Q, uh, what's going on? Make sure to use a Duracell. Right. As I was saying before, James, <laughs> the only thing for the bum waggler is a Duracell. All right, Q. This has gone far enough. That's all right. Just get so lonely down here, you know, James. One just sits conceiving all day. 
Makes a man wonder. Lone James, hello. Is he? God, how does he keep? <laughs> it's only one door. It's not. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> you complete me, Duracell. <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, James, hello. Didn't thought you. I was wondering where you'd been. Look at the. I wasn't. I don't have. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Well, I guess he would be like, because he is, if he's like having sex with that many women, yeah. you'd imagine that he is probably dropping in a queue for some, you know, at yeah. the very least, some sort of super condom. Yeah. Like, but you know, something that vibrates, set off by his watch. Or yeah, like, right. Know, some yeah. Sort of, like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. There'd be heaps of that. Click this button twice and it'll begin to vibrate, James. Right. She won't know what hit her. Because, I, I mean, maybe that's. Because he's doing a lot of, like, no questions asked fucking. Like, yeah. I mean, he's got to be using protection. Something. Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah. Because otherwise, he's just riddled with... Unless his they, unless his government agency has a cure for everything. And he comes in, he's like, God, I'm peeing razor blades. They're like, open your mouth, James. There we are. That'll make that go away. He's like, oh, God, thank God. The last few days have been terrible. Yes, James. Maybe wrap it up next time. Anyway... <laughs> It's so lonely down here. That's essentially the plot to Limitless, that TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like he needs his NZ to yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's supposed to be James Bond. It's just for his herpes. Just so that he can walk. Just for his syphilis. Yeah. It's like, just, uh, horrible cough and my cock's burning. <laughs> James, for God's sake, at some point you must learn a lesson. Open your mouth. Put out your hand. There we go. That's all gone now. Got AIDS again. For God's sake, James. Open your mouth. Open it. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> um, I th- I thought with the Bond film that uh, it, I, I I felt it was a bit of a weird mix of like it, it, occasionally it felt like they were trying to do a bit of that old school Pierce Brosnan or like uh, yeah you know um, Roger Moore sort of like you know kind of more funny Bond or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't, I like, I, you know, your Daniel Craig Bond is just your. Have you seen, did you see the trailer for the new Jason Bourne film that they yeah. played during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like that, whatever many seconds of that yeah. seemed like more exciting than the whole of that James Bond film to me. Yeah, I agree. It it really, I mean, you know, there a lot needs to go right. Like, I mean, it must be a really fucking hard thing to write because you are like, how do you walk this line of what the tone of your movie really is? Because you do live in reality but such a heightened reality that like what really are the rules but um yeah the last one it just didn't feel like there was you know again i mean it's really what interlaces those key set piece moments how good is that thing and in specter it wasn't as good as skyfall you know and for the most part these daniel craig ones do a really good job of having a good drive and if it has a good villain then you're like well that's a good bond movie yeah you know i thought um what the f- what's his name? Uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he that was. I didn't think he was great. Who was the one before in uh, Skyfall? Uh, uh, um, yeah. Fuck's his name. Uh, oh, fuck. Let's just call him marijuana because that's who we blame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, uh, Javier Bardem. What what was I? Uh, I in my head. What I wanted to say was uh, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that too. And then as soon as I had that in there, you know, as soon as you've got like one thing that you yeah. know is wrong. Yeah. But it's like. You stick, you're stuck to it. You're like, like, it's definitely three words. Yeah. It's definitely not this guy. It's definitely not that. But this is all you can think of now. That's, that's all I got. Yeah, he was good. I mean, he, he's a very good actor. And that was and that was like a really weird sort of like villain. You know, it was like that. That was way more interesting. Christopher Waltz, you know, I think. He, Waltz through it. If you Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Night, That's, the That's the end of Toe Friday. Of, of podcasting. Toe Friday. <laughs> of podcasting. That's the end of podcasting. Podcasting didn't go out on top necessarily right. today, but it you is know, over. <laughs> Will Anderson and Gareth Reynolds called it at a strange moment. Should we call it? Yeah, I think yeah, we're good here. I think we're good. Mark Maron, not uh, time, upset. Time, Adam Carolla, bummed out. But, I mean, at some stage, I, I guess podcasting won't die because, I mean, it's like the the... 
like I guess the media, the medium is like available now, and so I guess people will just because everyone's got a show now. Like I mean, this is the interesting yeah. thing about the world of podcasting, like and YouTube and all those sort of things, and what they've opened up to people is the idea that it's the democratization of entertainment. You yeah. know, like I mean, even if people stop listening to podcasts, like will people? keep making them i guess you will now because you can yeah i think you will i mean i you know i mean if you think about it a little bit like a youtube channel like you know there's people who are not having much success on a youtube channel but will still put it out there because it is something you know something you're working it's on that you're developing i think you're constantly developing it right. in your mind in one way or another whether it's connected to reality or i not. mean the, the interesting thing about podcasts i reckon is when they finish because yeah. like with a television show or with anything like that, no one really expects like even a radio show. Yeah. No one expects that you will do it forever. There right. are there are some people who, you know, those lucky few who end up doing it forever. Yeah. But most people go into one of those things going, Okay, well at best I'll probably do this for like yeah. you know, four or five years yeah. or whatever. But with a podcast, like podcasting like essentially the slogan should be, There was no reason to start, so why is there a reason to stop? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> like, you know, some things have natural endings. Yeah. And like, you know, you wouldn't, like after The Office, I mean, The Office did fucking, you know, 13 episodes, the yeah. UK Office. And we're like, we're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but you do fucking 500 podcasts and people are like, why did you stop doing your podcast? Nah, I felt like it was getting old. Well, right. it was, yeah, yeah, whatever though. But that's podcasting. That's just, podcasting, just isn't it? Just keep doing it. Okay. Okay, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so when that? you're running out of shit to talk about. <laughs> what else? Uh... Fuck. I think that might be everything I wanted to say. Right. So Yeah, you get to something like something really passionate that starts with Z. You're yeah. like, and so that's what I think about Zeus. And All I right. guess And uh going through my list, that uh, is everything. Um uh, I'm gonna do a quick twenty minute one on ampersands, but then what? I'll be out. <laughs> Little ampersand encore. Little, uh, this is, hey, everybody, welcome to Ampercast. Uh, this is where I tear apart uh, ampersands, which, again, is such a lazy way of saying and. Right. So this is uh, Will Ampersanderson. Ampersanderson. <laughs> I, I finally run out of Will puns, so I move on to the last name. Which is Ampersanderson. <laughs> Ampersanderson. <laughs> Ampersanderson here on Faux Friday. <laughs> Ampersanderson, you're sponsored by Ampersand. <laughs> but there's one caveat, Will. We want you to call yourself Will Ampersanderson. I mean, to be honest, that's not too bad. Great. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Uh, get him the cash, guys. Now, I, I have yeah. actually recently had a baby boy, so could I call the business Will Ampersanderson and Son? Guys, get your hands out. Shake his hand. <laughs> Shake this winner's hand, okay? Shake his goddamn hand. Hopefully some talent rubs off on you jerk-offs. We love it, Will. We love you and we love it. And we love your son, Emperor Sanders Sanderson. <laughs> He's got a kid and it's your Emperor Sander Granderson. Uh, he's really good friends with uh, Iron Zeering's uh, kid. So it's uh, he's <laughs> Ampersand Steve Sanderson. Ampersand <laughs> Steve Sanderson. Uh, not worth it. He loves fried chicken, so he's uh, going to be Will Amper Colonel Sanders Sanderson. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, well, he's very political, so he's Will Ampersand Bernie Sanderson. <laughs> I mean, essentially, those last three have just been the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> Sniffing around it. And if you're a Sanders who didn't get a shout-out in that bit... Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> or the Simpsons neighbor, Will Sanderson to Ned Flanderson. <laughs> yeah, like finishing, like going, okay, we're done now. This is the... I mean, it's been weird for me in my podcasting world in that, like... You know, Tofop, Charlie and I, like, the, you know, the podcast has no reason to be. Like, podcasts now, which I, I like, I like. you know, a lot of yeah. the podcasts I listen to have, like, you know, I like I Love Green Guide Letters or I, yeah. like, will listen to The Dollop or I like, you know, these things that you're like, oh, well, this is the purpose of this. Something wonky, which is, like, political podcast or, like, I love Junk Time AFL podcast. But they all have specific purposes to, right. to be podcasts. Yeah. Whereas Tofop was just, like, Charlie and I hanging out, and yeah. like you know, and so and then that became this faux fop, which is now like 
to be honest, I mean, well, we've done like 240 of these or whatever. So yeah. this is actually the like the 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 big one. This is the one. But this is really like the. But it's fun. That that's this what, is like the sidekick that's done better than the original. Like this <laughs> is like the side project that went be- better than the. <laughs> the it's like, this is the feature beating the headliner at the like, gig. Yeah, or it's like when some guy from some band like goes out and just like it's like, like Phil like, Collins leaving Genesis. Right. <laughs> They're like, "You're a drummer. Get out of here." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like it has had a little bit of that. It's had. Um, but that's part of the thing that I like about podcasts too, though, is that um, they naturally develop and unfold. And there's just this sort of like, because it's very, I think, you know, audiences feel very connected to them. I think there is this way that like, it's almost like if your podcast is the sale, like what people think is the wind and will like make you develop things. The, I, yes, I'm Native American, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, but it will... It's sort of like things that are throwaways to you become running jokes or like things that just happened organically become, you know, I mean, there's many things on both po- both of our podcasts that are just things that have been sort of dictated by reaction. So I think there there's something so interesting about when a podcast starts as you and Charlie and then here you are, you know, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, but the but the other thing about it is because like it also, because none of them stop. If yeah. You, if you add anything, you suddenly like find it. So Charlie and I for years have wanted to do this AFL podcast, right? And like so, this year we're like we were going to do that AFL podcast, but then we were like, well, we want to do Tofop again regularly. So I'm like, okay, we should do Tofop again regularly, right? But of course, in the meantime, you know, I've built up Fofop to be this like different thing as well. I'm so like, well, I'm like, well, I don't want to stop doing Fofop. I yeah. like doing that now, so I'll keep that guy. And then I've got like philosophy as well. Yeah. And then suddenly you're a guy with four. Like crazy, it's like yeah. I, it's like I have an imaginary radio station. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's like though. I work like on this imaginary. Like I'm essentially a kid in the backyard playing fucking radio yeah. with all my shows. We come inside. Like none none of it makes any money. Yeah. Like it's all like I'm essentially like and now even just on airtime. That's like. Literally a day of my week yeah. just to record them, yeah. let alone edit them and yeah. put them on the internet <laughs> yeah. and shit. Like I'm like taking a, a day out of every fucking week minimum to run my imaginary radio station. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I look at that and go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like seriously. Oh, your imaginary <laughs> radio station. I'm the boss and I'm on all the shows. Deadlines, <laughs> advertising. Stop the podcast! <laughs> I yell at no one. I yell at the dogs. There's just stuffed animals sitting in a chair. I have a little thing that says CEO. Yeah, CEO. Tofop Enterprises. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Charlie's, Charlie's CFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just interviewing stuffed animals, dogs, couch pillows. I mean, because that's the thing. A toothbrush. Like, I'm constantly thinking. Now you're in a lot of mouths. I'm constantly thinking of other podcast ideas. I'm like, the one thing I know I don't need in my life, Another more podcasts. podcast, yeah. I don't. I need less podcasts, but I they're, don't know. They're gr- they are. It is amazing when like sometimes, you know, you'll just, if you're, some weeks you'll just shape up and you're just doing a ton of podcasts. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, you know, if I'll tell my mother, like, oh, I just got to go podcast all day. And she's like, who, who is it for? I'm like, no, never mind. <laughs> I, I notice it when I go home to Sydney. Because when I do it here, like, I just leave, you know, like, you come in here. It's all set up. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's a pretty casual thing that I just do. Yeah. Podcasting is a fine thing to do if no one's watching. Yeah. But what I've found is if, like, there's someone else around. Not podcasting, watching a podcast. Well, I, no, I don't even mean just there. But I mean observing the thing actually happening. Right. Like, I mean... For all intents and purposes today, no one knows we're in here podcast. Right. Like, you know, I don't, like the neighbors don't go, oh, what are they going to do it? Like, or whatever. There's no one else who's in this house here who's like, I'll go out when you podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like podcasting is one of those things that when you're doing it by yourself, you don't think you're doing it a lot. Yeah. But when there's other people around, you're like, I've got to do a podcast. They're like, how much are you podcasting? Like, uh, just uh, two more today and then just one tomorrow. And then. And they're like, really? How's your imaginary radio station going? Good. It's good. It's good. Things are good with it. That's essentially what you I'm the CEO. So. I I just got to go out and work on my imaginary radio station. Have fun. (laughs) I wish you'd just build a time machine. Right. (laughs) So sad. Hello, welcome to the imaginary radio station. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you have a hobby? Yeah, I have an imaginary radio station. Yeah, I build trains and I also run a radio station in yeah. my head. It's an imaginary radio. St- it's like it's like 
Pretend. It's like, uh, you know, when a kid gets a foil on a tin can and talks into it. Right. It's like what it's I'm like doing. That. But if that kid gave himself four shows. Yeah. Four different four shows. Four different cans to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That boils it down, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Worthy. Uh, the Super Bowl commercials, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Did you watch any of the Super Bowl commercials? Are you a person who enjoys commercials? No. no. I think I, they used to be very funny. Like, Super Bowl commercials used to be very funny, and I feel like they're just running on fumes for when they used to be funny now because... There are some that are funny. Not this year, there were. But uh, but I didn't watch any this year because it, now what's happened is it's become like anyone can get one. So, you know, it's a money thing. It used to be that there were kind of like I don't even know what the real difference would be, but it seemed like ten years ago they were much funnier, and now they just kind of run on the fumes of that time period. Well, I think what they do is they do that classy thing. Like I, you won't see that many fucking celebrities. Like at, yeah. the, at the Oscars. Right. Like there are so many. If you were a fucking celebrity and, you know, you weren't in a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Then you'd ring your fucking agent. Yeah. So what they do is they pay for all these celebrities and stuff instead of like coming up with original or inventive right. ideas now. Like the ads were shit. Yeah. Like the worst. This is meant to be like the the biggest like, you know, advertising moment it, of the entire year question. in the world. Yeah. And it's, they were shit this year. I thought they were really yeah. poor. Yeah, it's it is you know I mean they they again they just they're so it's such a competitive. Oh, and by the way, Snickers, if you're listening, we get it. We get that. We <laughs> oh get, yeah, we're we, good on that. Yeah, we're good on that joke. We're happy. You know, feels you, like we peaked. Yeah, hey, you know how if you just reply like it's the end s- the podcast, Snickers. It's the, it's the same joke. Yeah, it's the same joke, guys. Yeah. It's not getting better either. It's not getting better. No. No, but that's, you know, and that's... that's oh, you know who will make it better? Willem Dafoe. No. 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 Willem Dafoe's never made anything better for I a I don't start. think he's ever eaten a Snickers. Like, Willem Dafoe being Marilyn... Mar- like, you're not even trying anymore. Marilyn Dafoe? Marilyn Dafoe. I mean, if, they, if there'd been anything there, that clever in the ad. Yeah. I don't even know the ad you're talking about. Ah, it's... I what, didn't watch it. No, but it's the fucking... But it's new, the same bit. It's the same bit. Yeah. You don't need to see it. No, it... it it is I'll explain it to you. It's okay. Willem Dafoe I like in the iconic um, uh, Marilyn Monroe, you know, dress over the grate. Yeah, you know the yeah. one? Seven year itch. And yeah. she's taking like so that's the scene, except it's Willem Dafoe like being angry, like why would you even get a woman on a crate with a you know, whatever. Yeah, why would she even do yeah. this? And it's like Marilyn, Marilyn, yeah. And it's the dude from um, American Pie. What's his name? Eugene Levy. Or no, is that uh-huh. his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who's a good, very funny guy. Yeah, I yeah. Think, so I think it's him. He's like the director right. or whatever. Like, you know, and it's like, Marilyn, Marilyn, have a Snickers, you know. You know, and then she has, like, he, Willem Dafoe has a Snickers and turns into Marilyn Monroe. He turns into Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> he really does? Yeah. So Marilyn, they're using Marilyn Monroe's likeness for a uh-huh. Snickers? I always think that's so fucking weird. When they can bring someone back from the dead to shill a product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's terrible. It's but terrible. like Marilyn Monroe, the idea that she's still doing Snickers commercials. Right. It's not even, fair. Even after you're dead. Bring back Elvis for Carl's Jr. commercials. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah, well, I don't want to be brought back. Well, there was an iconic, I think it was a, a Coke or Diet Coke commercial. where That was the first one where they all brought them back. Remember? Yeah. And they yeah, had, yeah. Like it was kind of like a come to life boulevard of broken dreams yeah. sort of thing. It had a point. All, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah. But they nailed it. But so now, yeah. Now, so it. now Marilyn Monroe is like, yeah. Like Marilyn Monroe is Willem Dafoe? Marilyn, yeah. I mean, this is like a... Dafoe Monroe. What are you thinking, Snickers? Well... Like you've had a whole year to yeah. go, well, we're, we're doing the same bit again, I guess. How do we make this bit really insane and not connective? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking shit. Made but me as, angry. So as, but as somebody who, like... So the biggest sporting event in Australia, what is the commercial situation... Like, is there, is it ever anywhere near as gratuitous as it is here? So, firstly, we don't have an internet, we don't have a national sport in the same way as like the NFL really truly is, like, th- that everyone watches it. Like, right. you know, everyone watches the Super Bowl. Yeah. And because of the way that that day has been, you know, we were talking 100 million plus people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there is nothing, and it dominates television. Like, no other shows are doing those sort of numbers these no. days. So, 
and you know five million dollars for a 30 second spot and all those sort of things yeah. you know so we don't have anything that will ever the, the highest like the grand finals in australia get like three four million people right like maximum okay and there's two codes that kind of split it a little bit so you know the the afl does better in the eastern like uh, the victorian and south australia western australia right. you know and like the you know nrl does better in sydney and queensland and you know all those sort of places so whatever like splits it a little bit and they but don't they don't ever play each other and no they're different because they're different codes that'd be great though but if you could do that you'd have a super bowl you know what that is a fucking great idea it would be because great. because it's even better than the super bowl yeah because they're two different sports yeah but if you could come up with oh gareth you, you, have, just have, you, you know what you, that is that's someone in australia We've been too close to see it. Yeah. We, we needed that outside eye. We hey, need, listen, I'm the bird in the sky, we, baby. We needed a consultant, somebody to kind of like see it from a different I'll angle. I'll be in the office. Right. Yeah. Well, hang on. If at the end of the AFL season where they play Australian rules football and the NRL season where they play rugby league, that they the winners of both of those grand finals play, went, went on yeah. to in a game that was they, like a combination of the two sports. They play in a, a sanctioned combination game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just like, I mean, what a great build up, like coming up with the rules of the game. Oh, great. Like the negotiations. Because the first year, you're not going to get it right the first year. No. There's going to be a couple off rules that it's you're going to be gonna... like, we won't do that again. All right. So one of the AFL guys got killed in right. a tackle. Okay. Obviously, we need to limit those sort of tackles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to side with the Australian rules football a little more on this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that would be great. Combine them. To yeah. combine. I mean, it's, you know, we can find there's a middle ground there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there isn't really. Well, and that's the best it'll be fun to find that there the, isn't, though, right? That's the best thing about Journey's it. Journey's the best part. That, like, <laughs> it, they really are, like, both supreme athletes that wouldn't be suited like to each other's game. Right. So it's like one of those great things of, like, <laughs> find some game in the middle that really, that's a great idea. <laughs> The, like the week after the grand finals, you have the super grand final. Yeah, the super weird ball. Sport versus sport. <laughs> sport, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to sport versus sport. Not sure how this is going to go at all. I mean, that's a <laughs> even that's a great idea that we should have some world sport versus sport competition, right? Oh yeah, where the teams that have won the individual competitions, yeah, so the essentially there's the World Cup, the right. <laughs> Super Bowl, but they all play in com not the same game. They're no. all playing games that are halfway combinations of the two sports <laughs> right, that they play. Right, yeah. So you'd have like maybe the Golden State Warriors in the basketball could be playing like <laughs> <laughs> AFL. <laughs> Steph Curry is not getting up, ladies and gentlemen. He is. I, I don't. It looks like a, he's the magician's assistant who got cut in two pieces. I mean, he is. His legs are moving, which is a good sign. Head still. Head's very still. Not connected to each other. Obviously, different parts of the field. What <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it? Like, when you talk about the world's greatest sports people. Like, I mean, who would you consider... If, if, if I asked you right now, who's the greatest sports person in the world? Who's, like, the greatest athlete in the world? Who would, who would come in to mind? In the world? In the world. So, like, when I would think of who is the most... The, the athlete that I say the world knows the most, almost. Um, or who do I think? If, who do you think the most common answer to the question? Because it goes to then a broader conversation. So, just instinctively answer it at this point. If I said to you, who's the world's greatest athlete, who would you say it is? I would probably say Messier. But I would also say LeBron James. I would say one of those two, I think, probably have the biggest international brand. Right. But, yeah. you, but you've gone with brand. Yeah. Like, who's the greatest athlete in the world? Like, if, if oh, they the were saying... The greatest athlete in if the they, world. If they were saying, who's the greatest athlete in the world? Like, right. if, if aliens came to Earth and said, who is your... Bring us your greatest athlete. We want your best athlete. Yeah. I don't know why they speak like that. They think <laughs> we speak like that. They don't even speak like that. Oh, wait. You guys talk regular, too? Right. Oh, sorry. Hello, uh, Earth. No, they talk regular. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? They've been doing the equivalent of shouting loudly at foreigners. <laughs> 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 Take us to your leader. <laughs> No, we don't talk like that. We speak like this. But I just assumed you guys. Oh, so sorry. Here, this is terrible news. Uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Um, cool. Yeah, who, who, who's the like? Who, if they were going to say who's the world's greatest athlete, I would. Pr I honestly, I would probably have to say that I think it would be LeBron James. So, could the argument not be made that LeBron James is not even? the best player in the sport that he plays at the moment? Well, you could argue that he's not, the, he, you could argue that he's not, but I would say he's the most athletic player in the sport right now. Okay. Yeah. 
I would I, I would think if you're like if you're just talking about like if America or like you know like if you did if you had this great competition that I'm loving where we're yeah. talking about uh-huh. but if you have this competition where we have to be like we we don't know exactly what they're gonna throw at you but you're representing America I think we would send LeBron James probably. Yeah, that's you know what? That's pretty good. Yeah. Because he does seem to have like what you could consider to be a like He could a, play in the NFL. Right. Yeah. He could play Yeah, I he mean, could play in the NFL. He could definitely play Australian rules football. He'd yeah. be great at that. Yeah. I think he'd probably be fine with cricket. He's got good yeah. hand eye coordination. Yeah, he'd probably be good with cricket. You'd imagine. Yeah. Uh baseball, I bet he'd be okay. Yeah, I reckon he'd be fine at baseball. He'd clobber and he probably could pitch really Swimming. well. Swimming. Well. Like I bet he could fucking swim pretty well. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, th- I think he could swim. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a guy who could swim. It's upper body, right. lower body. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, ride a horse? Could he ride a horse? I don't, see him, I don't see him crushing horse riding. Yeah, I was going to say, are we even considering horse riding like as being part of this? I mean, like, if that's part you... of the, that's there's a lot of athletes that are going to be like, what the fuck is that doing up there? Like, I guess it's where you draw the line as, uh, like, a, as and the a, jockey's like, boom. Because I mean, like, how quicks LeBron say over? Like he'd be fast over a short distance, but he wouldn't be good over like. So if you're competing in the marathon or whatever, LeBron would be no good though. Like. No, he'd be but, no good in your endurance sports. Like even he, even I like Ironman or triathlon, wouldn't he be too like you know? I don't know if he'd be. But I mean, the, he's in pretty exceptional shape. I mean, I feel like he would be able to probably do a triathlon. I saw him cramping up in a basketball game. It's true, if he, he was cr- cr- if he does cramping cramp. up in he a basketball cramp. game. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to get through a fucking triathlon? <laughs> Fair, LeBron. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't send LeBron. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, no one's going to be have the. Be Can the, he have an IV with him? Be the perfect all rounder, but it is. It's why, like, I mean, Bruce Jenner, and I say Bruce Jenner because I'm referring to the former. The yeah, yeah. when when uh, Caitlyn Jenner was Bruce Jenner. Yes. Uh, won the decathlon at the Olympics. Yes. And was like the you know kind of the American hero. Yeah. And I've never really understood why decathlon at the Olympics is not considered to be the. The number one sport? Yeah. Don't you think it should be? Yeah, like it makes it, sense. <laughs> it feels to me like we lose something. that, I, like, I, I mean, I'd love to see Usain Bolt like dominate like the 100 and the 200. Yeah. But I'd also like to see him compete in the decathlon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Or like, you know, because it was always one of those things where you're like, okay, well, he's not the fastest sprinter in the world, That's but what... he can do high jump javelin and whatever, like, quite well yeah like and you're like that's an all-round thing i yeah. kind of like i think that's more of a that's what we should do we should have like there should be like a mini olympics where and this is going to sound like that dollop we're talking, but we should have like a mini olympics where you just nominate these athletes to go and compete in like these five random games and that would be more interesting how about this okay i'm in it's the decathlon but you can choose which 10 Olympic sports you compete in to make up your 10 events for the decathlon. Oh, wow. So if you're at the Olympics already, so if you qualify in one sport, right, right, maybe you have to qualify in like probably minimum like two sports, right, whatever, yeah. to get an entry into the decathlon, right. right? So say you're really good at 100 and 200, that would be like, or what, I can't remember what the events of the decathlon are, but like say you're really good at like long jump and shot put. Right. So you qualify for both of those, which means you're immediately into the decathlon, right? Yeah. Then you can choose another eight events, and right. it's where you come ranking-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. in those events yeah. that give you the points. Yeah. For, so it can be anything. But so it's Yeah, it, that is basic. It's like American Gladiators. Like it's a free-range decathlon. Yeah, you're just that, trying but, to accumulate. And by the end, well, it's basically who can do the best at the Olympics. Yeah, you work on a point system. Right. Yeah, who wins the Olympics right. and doesn't really win the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? like, yeah, but these middle-tiered athletes who are pretty good, you know, could be like the Olympics could be one. The greatest yeah. athlete of the Olympics could be a guy who's jack like, of who's all trades, best, masters of none. Best performance was like a fourth in gymnastics. Yeah, but that would be yeah, really got hurt on the high bars. Right. Yeah, but, but didn't like worst result was like 18th in sailing. Yeah, you know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this properly. I mean, I love this. Like, I know just any ten events. It's a decathlon. All right, and events. it's like ordering food. You're like right. pick your ten. Yeah, because, I mean, there'd be some strategic advantage to that. You'd be like, I just think I can pick up some points on the curling or whatever. You're like, you can do the Olympic winter sports? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Any sport. It's any sport. (laughs) Ah, Someone check curling? That's going to be (laughs) $40,000. Just for one? Yeah, fine. Fuck it. We invented the middle Olympics. (laughs) I uh, was thinking the other day that uh, uh, comedy, I think, is one of those things where, like, 
there's a range of skills to be a comedian, like or that can be handy being a comedian. Right. But not every comedian has all those skills, and it's not necessary to have all those skills. Right. Like, you know, I imagine to like. I mean, I, I can never come up with what the, the the exact right analogy of this is. But for example, like to do great impressions, yeah, is a handy skill to have as a comedian. Yes. You can easily be a comedian without the skill to do great impressions. Yeah, but it is something that, like you know, like it, works. You, it'll work for you, right? It's a skill for sure, and I, it'll do well in clubs, right? And yeah. I wonder in this age where we're becoming more and more sensitive, because like as an Australian comedian coming to America, hearing people do like a generic. Asian voice on stage uh-huh. sounds really racist to us. Is, um, is that still happening? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's what I've noticed is nearly all voices sound racist now. Yeah. Like, like we're getting to the point where it's hard to do even an impression of like a country. I mean, there's still some places that, you know, you, you'll always be able to make fun of the French or whatever, yeah. or like Scotland or whatever, where people don't have specific like negative stereotypes attached to those yeah. things. But anytime anyone does like an impression these days, most of the time, it just kind of sounds racist. It's true. There have been times where, like, day, like on the dollop, there'll be something where it's like some, like, it's like a Japanese person. Right. And you can't. It just doesn't seem you right. Can, uh, the, min- the minute it's an Irish person, you've opened a can of comedy. Oh, it's time. Scottish, like you're saying, a, French. Yeah. but A can of comedy, sorry, I yeah. should say. But it's, yeah, but there are certain accents that... I think you can even do, I think like an Indian accent, I feel like you can do in a non-racist way. I feel like an Asian accent is much harder to navigate. I don't know if you can do an Indian accent in a non-racist way anymore. Yeah, I guess you're I right. Mean, without, like, but at I least, feel... Without I, at least stumbling into... Like racism, which is like yeah. sad because you know a good Indian accent is one of the more delightful things to hear in the world. It's like a curry, right? A good curry is one of the best things in the world. I mean, now you've made it racist. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> Hang on. No, so all Indians eat curry. That's what. No, you're I would never. No, that's not. No, I would. No, absolute. No, I was talking to my nan the other day. I not mean, bread, my nan, nan. Not that long ago, and this is like how casual racism can be. Like, I mean, when I grew up in Australia, like, yeah, because we would we play, uh, you know, cricket against like uh, India and Pakistan. Yeah, and Australia also has a huge uh, Indian. This is the Indian, same with what you're about to say. I think is the same with England, where my family like. There's a huge, yeah. Keep going. Okay, so we have a huge Indian population to the point when, like, when during the like the World Cup of cricket, the one day World Cup, the Indian games were getting bigger attendances than the Australian games. Right. You know, because there's just so many Indian people and yeah. they love their cricket. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was. Um, uh, so the thing I was going to say. Uh, uh, so there's uh, heaps of Indian people there. What was the fucking point of um, that thing? That was- the, they all like curry. Uh, ah, so. We would play against uh, Pakistan, the West Indies. We call them the Windies. Sure. Uh, we play against England. They were called the Poms, obviously. The Poms. The Poms. What's that? Oh, that's like what Australians called English people. Poms. Why? Uh, there was a. I, I'm going to Google it. Can you pass yeah, me yeah. that computer? Just chuck me over the computer, and I'll uh, I'll Google it because there is a story behind this. Because P O M S. Yeah, P O M S. Poms. Yeah, Poms. And it does mean something. And uh, hopefully, it means people of Her Majesty's service. <laughs> uh, poms. Here we go. Let's see. Poms. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Pom. Here we go. Uh, pom. Either comes from prisoner of Mother England. Oh, okay. Or pomegranate, a reddish-coloured fruit that native Australians. Thought had a similar color to the skin of some burnt fruits. <laughs> oh, they're both so good. <laughs> so one was prisoner of Mother England. So Pom, really, without the E on the end, though. Mother yeah. England. Uh, prisoner of Mo- Mother England. I think, obviously, the Pom being pomegranate because the skin is better. Yeah, that's better. Nothing's better than watching like English people fall asleep on a beach. You're like, I'll see you tomorrow, lobster man. Uh, so... Uh, the, yeah, so we call English people Poms. Uh, in Australia, so you call the English the palms, you call the New, New Zealanders the kiwis, right? Uh, and that's because of the kiwi fruit, uh, because of the kiwi bird, the kiwi the bird. native bird, right? The kiwi, right? Yep, it's a native bird of New Zealand. Sure, yeah, yeah. They have it. I think it's the symbol of Air New Zealand, the kiwi, right? Which is interesting because the kiwi is a flightless bird. 
There you go. Uh, that's why I got Qantas. Interesting Kiwi fact. Yeah, that is. That, well, they're the flying kangaroo, Qantas. So, again. Also, <laughs> a quite <lie>. a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is all based on a lie. Yeah, I don't think any of these airlines fly. I Virgin. Mean, it is weird that you like are willing to go with an airline that literally has a symbol of a thing that doesn't fly. Invented, yeah. yeah it's flying like a, kangaroo. It's a flying kangaroo, mate. Be fine, mate. <laughs> Get in the patch. I mean, at least it could have been a boomerang. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? This is the same airport. Listen. (laughs) Get off the fucking plane. Thanks for flying boomerang airs. Thanks for flying boomerang airs. (laughs) Have a lovely day. The weather's the same as it was when we took off earlier. (laughs) I I have business. No wonder it was so goddamn cheap. Took us in a circle. Waiting on my luggage. What's going on? Uh, so we got the Kiwis, the Poms, we got the West Indies, who we called the Windies. The Windies. Uh, South Africa. Oh boy. Uh, what, what do you South call Africa? them? I don't know what we called the South Africans, actually. I can't remember what the, the South Africa. There was a period of time where they didn't play because of, you know, apartheid and right. stuff. So, um, weak excuse, by the way. I mean, it wasn't their excuse. It was the rest of the world's excuse. Yeah. That's it was what us I mean. saying <laughs> we shouldn't play against you because, you know, we're ready. We're excited. Right. Yeah, no. Sorry, guys. We don't have any gear. Uh, the Proteas, I believe, is their actual... Proteas? Proteas. But they're like... A, it's a flower. The Protea. Oh, okay. Um, Does it fly? But the two that I wanted to get to was the uh, Pakistanis, uh-huh. who we would call the Pakis, yeah. and the Indians, uh. who we would call... The curry munchers. Eee, that one's definitely yeah. Off. That's uh, but they're, that's pretty racist. But uh, I mean, I can't believe there was a time when we put because not in a like you know he's a dirty rotten curry muncher. No, literally like oh geez, we've got a big game against the curry munchers tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't seem bad. Well, if you yeah. think about it, in the NFL we still have a team called the Redskins, right. which is horribly offensive. Yeah, this week the Redskins are playing the curry munchers. Yeah, that's what it would be like. Who do you like? Right, you rooting dots or feathers? Who we right. got in this big one? Which Indians do you want? Ah, which Indians From are you the rooting for? Subcontinent or the Native American ones? Come on, curry munchers! <laughs> I just want the seating to be different. <laughs> but. I, the, that was the same in England, though. I was always shocked in England when I would go there about the casual racism towards Pakistani and Indian people. It was very strange and prevalent. Well, very even, prevalent. Even calling the corner store like the you know the packy shop, the packy shop, or the packy. Yeah. yeah. Although that's what they would say though, going down the packy. Yeah. Going down the packy might. I always feel bad because uh, we have one of those little tiny. Uh, in my area, there's no like convenience store near where we live there's just one of those tiny little random you know like ones particularly that aren't as big here i don't think but certainly like a big in australia where it's just like and certainly a big in the united kingdom which is like one of those shops where you feel like they've just gone and bought everything from the supermarket (laughs) and then put it in their shop and there's no real consist it's like batteries and bread and newspapers <laughs> but then cans of weird things and like you know sweets from countries that you haven't really heard of yeah yeah and like selling a lot of things that literally say on the package not for individual resale yeah. you know like those people they've gone and bought like a big like thing of 18 ice creams and like you're not meant to sell them it says not for individual resale yeah do you want it or not literally the whole store is not for individual resale it's, <laughs> That's it's not for called. individual resale welcome so. to not for sale individual resale <laughs> Come again, thank you I don't think you're allowed to sell Tim Tams off a plate uh, what, Do you want it or not? 40 cents each 40 cents a Tim Indiv- <laughs> 80 if you want the Tam yeah. <laughs> Just two, it's a special running You get two for the price of a Tam So uh, There used to be the guy, so this is the one that's just walking distance from the house And you only go there I will go there sometimes for the newspaper Um Des- if you're desperate for milk or like cigarettes, right? Like you know, a, a Sunday morning can of coke, you know right. that sort of <laughs> like. But really, it's it's, it's just for it's a quick popping. Well, it's pretty much that thing of going. I am so hungover right. or whatever, right? That I cannot take the five minutes of extra effort it would take to go to somewhere that'll actually have the things I want. Right. So this will do. Yeah, this you'll do, friend. This will do. <laughs> I'm going to go into the not-for-individual oh, apple. shop. Lucky yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I'm not buying fruit there. Like, this is not a place I'm ever no. buying fruit. They're still advertising shit on the sign that they haven't sold for like 20 years. It's like, <laughs> it's one of those places. So I go in there and we used to call it 
there used to be like that. It used to be like the version. We, there was the, like an Asian version of like the soup Nazi guy right. ran it. So the other reason you'd never go there was that he just seemed really, really angry at you. Right. Every time you went into the shop. Well, he was probably stressed out about the resale police coming at right. some point. That's what he, he probably thought I was from the resale police. Yeah. He, no, he noticed that I was examining. You can't buy any of those. <laughs> Take the temp tem for free. Not a shop, a display. The display. It's an artistic expression of capitalism. Can I see some identification, sir? So he was angry. And so we got into the habit of saying, uh, if I was going down, I'd go, hey, do you want anything from the, I'm going to go and visit the angry Asian. Right. And he became in our mind this like comic book character. Right. The, the angry Asian. And... But it wasn't. Ra- <laughs> but it wasn't racist. No, it, it was a description. He, I think that's a fair description. I think that is more. That to me is rooted so much more in comedy than it is. I mean, that's that right. doesn't seem like a racist. Well, and it was only Amy and I. It wasn't like I was like calling him the angry Asian to through other a people. megaphone down the street. Yeah, or to yeah. his face. Yeah, I, right. was, I wasn't like, "What's up, AA? Hey, what's up, angry? Angry? How you doing, dog? Hey, did you <laughs> see the guy at the convenience store? You know, you don't want to make him angry." He's always angry. Actually, he's always angry. That's his secret. His secret is he's always angry. He's always angry and he's always Asian. Yeah. <laughs> two things. Are, th- two things. You know. Two what? things. I guarantee you about this individual. <laughs> yeah. He, and he was never not angry, and he was never not Asian. Yeah. Right. And I would go down there and I would try to crack through too. Like I was like, I'm gonna get because it was always my mission. Like I was, I always had this kind of fantasy that one day I would like go back to the house and I'd be like, guess what. Guess who had a little breakthrough down at the corner store today? I'm going to tell you something. He's still Asian. But my man's happy. Right. We got a happy Asian. I didn't even, I wasn't even aiming for happy. I was, I mean, normal. Normal. An Asian person. I mean, apathetic. Anything other than angry. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Apathetic would be great. Apathetic Asian. Take whatever. Right. Aw. You okay, buddy? Right. (laughs) Despondent Asian, I'd be happy with. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Confused Asian. Uh, do I work here? Or do you? Right. Yeah. You'd be like just a range of emotions. Show me something, yeah, right? But yeah. all I would get was anger <laughs> from this guy. Yeah. Um, so uh, never happened. Then I went away for like I was on the road for like eighteen months or whatever. Uh-oh. And I've gone back home, and it's a long time since you know I've I've been down there, and I kind of I don't even really go down there that regularly anyway. But I just had started to have this like longing you know i was like i want want to go and i want to go and visit angry asian you wanted to just see him you didn't have a product i didn't have anything you didn't need any apples or just a razor that was sold from a pack of 18 no i i just wanted to see the angry asian and i went down there and i walked through the door and he wasn't angry anymore really and it was just like it was one of those moments where i was like (sighs) you know what that's like you try to get him angry yeah, <laughs> I have to go buy a gun. I want to see my old friend again. <laughs> Get out of this store! There he is. Hello, old friend. So I, I felt really good about that, and I was kind of like, "Oh, nice! It feels like things are going better in his in his life or whatever." Yeah, and uh, and then uh, I've gone back and told Amy this, and she goes, "Oh, you know that's." That's not the same guy, right? Eesh. And I was like, remember when I was worried about that nickname being racist? So I will say this in my defense, and this is like literally, this is one of those times where I wonder if, so obviously the cliche being, you know, you th- that's like you think that this person is that person because they're both Asian, yeah. right? Like they, yeah, they all look the same to you. Right. Uh, this is one of those moments where he's what I need to say. And I know this sounds self-serving. I think we're all very excited to hear what's about to happen. They really do look the same. These two do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, had, yeah. if you did not know, like, I mean, these guys literally do. It might be like a franchise store that you don't know about and they can just sort of swap in and out versions of the similar man. You, I, I feel like maybe it's a family thing. Okay. Like, I feel like maybe in, in the business. It was His like, balanced son finally took over? Uh, it might be the next generation. Yeah, which is always good. Oh, Angry Asian Junior. <laughs> <laughs> the next generation. Oh, yeah. 
right, that's pretty good. Um, hang on, what time is it? Let's see. What, oh, I can't see from here. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we've got some time. Um, why don't we uh, have another little break? You can eat your salad. Oh, great. If you'd like. Sure. And uh, I made a salad. And then we can uh, we might be able to squeeze one more in. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, Gareth Reynolds. Sorry, Reynolds Gareth on all the socials. Yes. The dollop. Yes. Point versus point. Yes. Uh, live versions of the dollop in April. April 17th, 18th, New York and Chicago. Uh, at the Bell House in uh, Bell House in New, New York, York and, and then Lincoln Hall. Lincoln Hall in Chicago, which is a great place. And uh, yeah. I know that we have heaps of listeners in. Uh, I don't know how many we have in New York, but I know that we have heaps in uh, Chicago because they well, all yeah. came out and uh, saw my shows when I was in town. So please go and see. That's great. Uh, the dollop. Yeah, awesome. I was just at Lincoln Hall. That theater. It's it's fucking great. Is it great place? Yeah, so I'm okay. excited. All right, it, that is not where. No, Lincoln didn't get shot at the Lincoln Theater, right? No. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be like, oh, shit. Yeah. What are the odds, poor (laughs) bastard? (laughs) I was at the Lincoln Hall, and I was in the John Wilkes booth. (laughs) And I... (laughs) Uh, That's why Wilkes booth got so upset. He was like, that was my booth. (laughs) It said John Wilkes right above it. <laughs> and not a lot of people know too. It took two shots: once through the top of the hat, and then once through the bottom to be safe because that <laughs> thing was fucking tall. <laughs> he unloaded like six shots. Yeah, five. Yeah, just hat. And Lincoln, Lincoln eventually took the hat off to inspect it, and he was like, "There it is. There's the shot. Finally, damn, that took forever. <laughs> Hopefully, I can hit. This is my last bullet." The hats seem better days. Um, uh, my show, Fire at Will, is on sale at the moment. Um, uh, by the time you hear this, I don't know where I'll be, but uh, it's on sale all around Australia. You've either It's either been to where you are or it's coming to where you are. Okay. If you live in the major capital cities. Get ready. Excluding Tasmania. Sorry about that, Tasmania. I'd Sorry. love to come to Tasmania. People often say, come to Tasmania. You'd sell out all your shows. And I'm like, no, actually, that, I wouldn't. Uh, why? How do you know that? Because there's not enough people there and we've been oh, before. Right. Okay. So, well, that's, uh, your story checks out, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, if we would sell out all my shows, I would come. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much a general rule of thumb. Yeah. If, yeah. if there is anywhere that <laughs> totally. I am like a big enough act that I will sell out all Good my news, shows, I'll be there. Guess what? We'll add some more shows. <laughs> I'll show you who can't sell out. <laughs> I'll add so many shows, people will not want me there. <laughs> uh, so come and say that. Uh, big uh, live uh, TOEFOP show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, April the 9th. Daniel Sloss, Justin Hamilton, John Deeks. Charlie and myself, of course, uh, loads of other guests uh, to be added as we go for that show. So um, it's not on sale yet, but uh, you can oh, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash TOEFOP, uh, if you want to support the podcast there as well. And uh, oh, what, something, that was it? That was probably it. Oh, no, uh, April 21. Oh, yeah. Uh, our at, show. Yes, our show <laughs> at Nerd Melt. Uh, Gareth will be doing support for me when I do Fire at Will in LA. Uh, that is the week between the two Coachella weekends. So if you happen to be an Australian who's traveling over for Coachella and you're in LA during that week, um, that'd be a fun show to come and see. So there you go. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.